This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk with me, Andy Braithwaite. And today it's my pleasure to welcome back on OPI Talk, Lean Masuli of NPD. Lean, when we spoke in March, we, we looked at opportunities in the office supplies channel. And today I'm, I'm sure gonna, you're going to talk about opportunities as well. But we're going to be focusing on the current back to school season in the United States, which, unless I've got my dates completely wrong, is pretty much in full swing at the moment, though I think um, different states and school districts, they do tend to go back at different times, spread over a few weeks, don't they? Yes, that's right. So we're currently in the peak weeks of the season. We, we actually just lapped the peak weeks of the season. So uh, we are sort of headed towards the tail end. Um, however, I have to make a big caveat there because I'm sure this is part of what we're going to be talking about today. You know, I think we can expect a season that will be longer. It'll have a longer tail because of some of what we're seeing with COVID cases and some of the, you know, there's, there's a few um, occurrences of delayed school starts taking place. I think as schools try to firm up um, how they'll handle uh, the rising COVID cases in their community and what policies really need to be in place within the school. So we might see a little bit of a tail in terms of the back to school shopping get extended well into the fall. And then, of course, depending on how school reopenings go throughout the fall, we could see continued purchasing of back to school needs um, in time frames that we might not normally see them. But we have, I mean, season to date, with the peak part portion of the season behind us, we have done phenomenally well uh, versus 2020. Perhaps you just remind us what happened last year in terms of, of the back to school season for, for spending and some of the a very quick category and channel trends update. That's right. Okay. So overall, the back to school season last year, we were down 10%, which uh, to some listeners might seem like uh, it's actually done better than what they would have thought. So the reason for that 10% decline is because we did do very well in a lot of our non-back-to-school categories. So for example, categories like milling and shipping, which was supporting trends around package shipping, a lot of what we saw with increased marketplace and third-party seller activity, that those categories also support a lot of the moving and relocation trends that are taking place. Mm-hmm. So uh, those categories were seeing double-digit growth in many cases, and they're large volume categories. Um, storage, so these are uh, plastic and bulk storage. These also did very well. It's large volume categories. This supported uh, our industry. We also saw really great growth with wellness and arts and craft mm. creativity type categories. So these categories offset some of the double digit decline that we saw within the back to school categories. In some cases during the back to school season, we were looking at a negative 20, 30, even mm. as far down as 40% decline, depending on the category that you're looking at. Okay. So fast forward to this year. I think you've got some n- numbers to, to share with us. What, what, what can you tell us about what's happening this year? So I have great news. The 2020 back to school season, uh, we're actually up about 20% season to date so far. 
And we're up versus 2019. We're actually up about 1%. We've been flat throughout the season to 2019, uh, but we recently just beat sales this past week. I think as I you know think about the rest of the season, you know we're up against some really tough comps. So because last year we had that delayed start to the season, um, and we saw some of that shopping shift later, I you know as we near the September timeframe, we have some pretty um, healthy comps from last year that we would need to beat. So I, I do believe that we will see some softening to the growth that we're seeing versus 2020. We'll still continue to grow. I just don't know if we'll be growing at the same pace we have been from these earlier and mid-season weeks. But what I do think we will do is catch up to 2019 even more. So we might see even more growth versus 2019, okay. which is which is really great. Yeah, interesting. What about in terms of channel trends online versus uh, in-store? In and then perhaps some some of the categories you, you mentioned last year, we had d- different categories which were doing well because of, of COVID. Is the t- situation returned to some kind of normalcy this year? Yes. So I'm glad you asked about the channels because I have a really great story about <laughs> e-commerce right now. Tell us more. Um, that's, <laughs> so we had tremendous e-commerce growth last year, and we we you know we talked a little bit about the factors. Um, I think comfort levels going into stores. There was a lot of focus from retailers on their dot-coms. So, you know, 60% growth in some cases online that we saw last year. I was rightly so cautious about how much of that growth we'll see again during this season, especially during the peak weeks of online sales. And we just received the peak week of online sales trends uh, yesterday. And we've actually been performing at consistently 4 to 5% growth versus 2020 online every week. So we are doing very well online. So that's really great news. Some of it is back to school related, but another portion of it is, I also believe work from home, the remote worker, you know, consumers purchasing some of these uh, classroom or or office needs Mm -hmm. online and having them right um, conveniently shipped to them. The other uh, sort of story here is if we drill down and just look at school supplies specifically. So we talked about, you know, you mentioned categories. When you look at school supplies separately from the rest of our industry, I mentioned earlier that we're up about 20%. These school supply categories, they are up about 50% season to date. So that's really great growth. This is a lot of your K through six, that core list type of product that's doing very well. These items are down versus 2019. So we haven't quite made up what we would normally do in a pre-COVID year season to date. However, I like I mentioned earlier, I think we will make up some of that volume mm. in the coming weeks as some of our larger DMAs go back to school like New York. And then um, we also anticipate to see some delayed purchasing taking place as well, which should help our numbers versus 2019. Mm. Okay. In terms of online, has the share shifted more towards online still? Are you still seeing that versus retail? That's a good differentiator. So with the store sales coming back, we are not. Um, online share is declining, but that's to be expected. We were expecting that from since last year. I would put the season uh, back to school right now at about an 18% share um, for e-commerce. And mm. that's down from 21 mm. last year. 
I will probably land somewhere within that space, like 16, 16 to 18% for the okay. season, but the, the volume hasn't been impacted. That's mm. growing. Yeah. And a couple of years ago in 2019, what was the online share just as a comparison? Online share in 2019 was um, 13%. So we are still up about five points versus 2019. And mm. You know, if we for for the full year, we anticipate to land around that 18% threshold. If you compare that to the full year in 2019, we were at 15%. So that's still significant. Um, it's about a four, mm. you know, we're thinking about a three, four point increase um overall for the for the year, where we normally only increase about a, sh- a share point. The the reason the way that I describe this to uh, a lot of our clients um, and the industry is that because we had a negation of store sales last year and it primarily took place during the back to school season, e-commerce didn't have to work as hard to gain a share point. It was working with less dollars in the industry. So for every share point, it's less dollars. Now with these sales coming back and back to school coming back, e-commerce has to work much harder for each share point gain. To win those dollars. Mm. Okay, let's have a quick talk about the the stores. I, I assume that they're doing much better than they were last year, but perhaps not quite back up to the the twenty nineteen level. Judging by what you've just said, that's that's exactly right. So store sales season to date, we are up uh, double digits. We're up twenty five percent, down uh, about six percent versus twenty nineteen. Drug is actually doing uh, exceptionally well. We're up about 4% versus 2020, another 2% versus 2019. Uh, grocery is, so that's your food, and it does not include like big box department uh, grocery stores. We're talking about just your um, standard grocery store. These are up 3% versus 2020, so consumers are spending more um, on back to school this year versus last year, but mm. uh, they are down about versus 2019. So I think we are seeing a shift more towards online and towards your mass dollar uh, channels. Yeah. Anything you can say about the Office Superstore channel, how they're doing? Um, I can't break that out uh, specifically, but, you know, I think it's, it's definitely an area where there has been a lot more focus uh, by the retailers on their digital space. Uh, they are placing a lot more focus on that work from home, remote worker. Back to school was up early this year in, in um, the, the merchandising and the display. So I know that they were ready for, for back to school, but there is a lot of competition and back to school readiness taking place early in mass and um, some of these other channels as well that are looking to take mm. share early in the season where office superstores normally play. Just coming back to to categories, any other insights you can give? So I can give some thoughts around what we're seeing with the classroom. Um, we surveyed some teachers and asked about how they're incorporating um, technology and digital learning into their uh, daily routines. Mm. And what we found is, is about uh, 40% of teachers actually told us that they are using more technology this coming school year than they have in the past and that they do anticipate that that will have an impact on the usage of traditional supplies in the classroom. So that, Mm. that shift to technology definitely has been accelerated by COVID. 
I think we can continue to see that, especially during this fall period, because, you know, with the rising cases um, and schools mandating certain policies like quarantines, this will impact children's need to be able to learn from home as well as the classroom. So we really need to think about it as a hybrid environment. And in a hybrid environment, you need the tech to operate and function as optimally as possible. So I think we'll continue to see that technology impact. Last, um, I believe in 2020, we saw a 36% increase on technology within the educational services sector. So they've invested in these tech products for the, the school and classroom. So I think that that is something that we're, we are going to continue to monitor. But what's really interesting is that a lot of our supplies manufacturers, traditional supplies manufacturers, have taken advantage of this shift to technology and they're incorporating and blending tech into their products in the mm. marketplace. So we're seeing connected products, products that uh, have online lessons that can be incorporated into the product usage in person. Uh, it's really some cool, creative things that bring your digital and your physical world together, which is really nice. Mm. I think you told me offline that the teachers are expected this year to spend more of their own money on, on purchasing supplies. What, what does that mean for, for resellers? The opportunities there to promote their their, their stores or their, their offerings to teachers or partner with teachers or, or make special promotions for, for teachers? Yes, uh, we've surveyed teachers about this almost uh, consistently every year. And what we found is teachers really like to have um, promotions geared towards them. Uh, so special discounts, special promotions. It could even be a special day or a special section within the store that's available all year long that really caters to their needs within the classroom. They have spent a lot more of their money according to our respondents. It was about uh, 36% of teachers said they've spent more than they this year than they have um, in the past. And it's a growing segment to really target and pay attention to for, for resellers and for retailers um, alike. And uh, there are different ways that this is being done. So really understanding the needs of the classroom. So does a teacher, for example, need certain types of furniture uh, for her classroom? Are there certain decorations, right, for the, for the walls? There's um, the, other, the other thing that's important to really pay attention to is um, bulk purchasing. Some retailers have implemented programs around bulk purchasing, which I think will resonate well. Uh, and, you know, they, they, and they, this is done through researching exactly what, cons- what teachers might buy in bulk, right, for their classroom. This becomes increasingly important with the no sharing policies that are happening in schools. Right. That, and that's one thing we, we didn't mention, that no sharing and COVID protocols within the classrooms that might have an impact on the quantities of products that are ordered. That's right. So from some of my industry connections, uh, there's a lot of weird nuances that I've heard about that are taking place. So for example, uh, the usage of the water within uh, the water fountain within the school, schools are preferring that you bring in a water bottle in in some cases, right? So this reduces the touching of the Mm. water fountain within the school. Um, other areas have, uh, I've heard, you know, backpacks are being required to be carried from class to class so that you can keep all your items in one place and you're not using common areas. So as you, as you 
you know, as we think about the logistics of that, especially for a younger child who might not be able to carry all these things, that also has an impact right, on what the teacher is asking for in terms of supplies and how much can be fit into a backpack or even the, 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 how the backpack is uh, created or designed mm. uh, might need to change as well. So that's something yeah. important to think about. Yeah. Okay. Now we've heard about these supply chain challenges that, that uh, not just the U S but every, everyone's having at the moment. And I've heard on a, on a few recent conference calls about yeah, back to school shortages, perhaps for larger retailers and their, their own brand products. And that might favor, for example, uh, US-based manufacturers that, that can produce locally and then that shortens the, the supply chain. Anything there that you've you've noticed in terms of, of branded products versus own label? Yes. So I just recently pulled some data and I looked at uh, the aggregated private brand label. So how are all private brands doing within the office supplies industry, as well as how are all national brands doing within the industry aggregated. And when you compare the two, so this is across all segments, um, national brands are actually outpacing growth of private label brands, both versus 2020 and 2019. So that means that national brands are actually taking share at this Mm. point in time, at least season to date. Now, whether that's related directly to the supply chain issues, you're not able to to, to say. I'm not able to to make a direct correlation. I will say though that some of it could could be due to that. Um, there are many variables in play, so it could be due to you know shifting channel preferences. It could also be due to um, you know we have some retailers that are introducing exclusive branded lines within their stores and online, and I think that that could also be a contributing factor to uh, national branded performance. So that's those are just you know food for thought whether. Whether I can make a direct correlation or not, at this time I can't. But I have heard similar points about the supply chain challenges. Yeah. Okay. Great, Lean. Thank you very much for, for doing this. Obviously, it's still a very fluid situation, isn't it? Isn't it with you know, return to classrooms and the rise in the, the Delta variant? So I guess it, it's too soon to say yeah, how how this this back to school season really really going to turn out. But uh, as you said, it might extend the season on into the into the later months of the year. That's right. And I'm trying to keep a very positive um, attitude, a very positive outlook on the season and for, you know, how how we'll go back to school and the school reopening process. I think, you know, everybody wants to be back in the classroom um, if they can and if it's possible. So we'll definitely be monitoring it week to week. And I'll continue to, um, you know, talk about this with you and with OPI and as well as, you know, within our industry publications. So keep a lookout and... Mm. Um, keep checking back in to see how how everything is going. Sure, will do. Great. And I look forward to having you back again sometime. You can be a veteran of OPI podcasts before too long. Hey, anytime. <laughs> I love these. And um, thank you so much for having me. And I'm excited to find out who the next uh, second guest is going to be. Ooh. So I'm sure they're going to be coming in soon. I don't know the answer to that question yet. But... <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Andy. I, I, I love talking to you and this was a lot of fun. So okay. thanks a lot. Great. Thanks, Lean. Take care. You too. If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. 
We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.